Welcome to Bitch Better Have My Coffee, a podcast about pop culture, guilty pleasures, spilling the beans, and the lives of two coffee snobs that are deaf judging you. I'm Katie. And I'm Katie. This is episode one. On this podcast, we'll be talking about different coffee shops, movies, and pop culture, best friendmanship, and we're going to do a top 10 segment every week, and it can be literally anything mm-hmm. from resolutions to most annoying celebrity couples to fashion trends fashion trends that we hate fashion trends that we like because people definitely look to us for fashion yes i'd say we are icons of the fashion industry yeah i frequent target often i feel like my outfit last night was on fleek (laughs) as the kids unbelievable yes and if you guys have an idea for a top 10 that you'd like us to do you can email us you can go on our website we have a contact page yes also, we're going to be going to a coffee shop every week and reviewing it, giving it like a rating, telling you the pros and cons, if we think you should go there or if it's not worth your time. Especially if you live in Orange County, that would help because... Yeah. And there are a lot of coffee places by us. We could go to a coffee shop once a week for like 10 years and probably not hit all of them. Exactly. Especially with how many like open in those 10 years, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, and then movies that we see, we'll sometimes do that. And then moments of our best friendmanship. And other people's best friendmanship. Yeah, we'll have some uh, guests on the show. And every guest will be accompanied by a best friend. And then pop culture stories, because Katie is the pop culture guru. Exactly. And I think it's also really fun to talk about friendship. It's like something that you can be goofy about. Yeah, and there's so much negativity in the world, like in the news in general. So yeah. To highlight the good is always needed, I think. No politicalness. Try not to be negative, except if a coffee shop is bad. Anyway, before we dive right into this episode, Katie, how was your week? My week was okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had lunch one day. Katie yeah. works really close to me. Or maybe I work really close to Katie. Hmm. I did work there first. So I work really close to Katie. <laughs> and we had lunch one day um, before it started getting really cold and rainy. Yeah. And uh, we do have plans to go to Disneyland tomorrow, so... I don't think it will rain tomorrow. No, tomorrow should be the only day it doesn't rain, and I'm hoping that means not many people are at Disneyland. I think most people have returned home from the holiday madness and being on break. Plus, we have the Disneyland thing down. I think it'll be a good weekend. We'll talk about a little bit what we did today and how we spent our hours very productively yes earlier before this podcast recording as productive as you can be on a slightly rainy saturday afternoon exactly we did some productive things yeah so mostly a good week mostly and tomorrow will be awesome today was awesome okay week great weekend so now we're actually gonna dive into the episode we're gonna do our very first top 10 list exactly and, and since this podcast focuses on friendship, we're going to highlight our friendship. And so people know how we met. They know just all about us. Uh, Katie and I met in college in a Spanish class. Spanish 100. For freshmen usually. And we were juniors <laughs> taking this class. It's okay. It's okay. Everyone goes at their own pace. And so according to Katie, I walked by her at Starbucks and I started talking to her backstory the spanish class was very boring and the teacher was just he was a riot like he needs to be a character in a movie because his backpack matched his shoes every day uh he he randomly had a half sleeve he did have a half sleeve (sighs) and he was like from new york 
in the most New York way. Like, he was New York and Jewish. New York Jewish, so, like, his voice was very distinct. And and teaching Spanish. Teaching Spanish. And so, great teacher. Everyone would just have a kick out of the fact that we were just born with the same name, which has never been heard of. And so, from my recollection, there's a Starbucks at Chapman, and I was early for class. I was sitting, studying something, probably for Spanish. We probably had a test that day, honestly. Probably. We always had quizzes. Yeah. It was a freshman class. We had Friday classes. That's how freshman it was. And Katie passed by, and I was like, hey. Or maybe she was like, hey, you're the girl with my name. Let's talk. Yeah. I feel like you probably said hi first, because I'm not that outgoing. Yeah, but I don't see myself and you could being talk like to that. anyone. I guess, but I, I really could... hope. I really wish I remembered it yeah. more. But I have no idea. Either way, one of us was like, "Hey, girl with the same name, what are you studying?" And I was like, "Obviously Spanish." And then the other Katie was, whichever <laughs> Katie went first, was like, "Let me study with you." And also, here's my number. And then you know, yeah, history from, from there. there. So that's how we met. The details are unknown. So that's number one, how we met. Exactly. Number two in our top ten friendship moments was wedding season 2018. I don't think I have been to so many weddings in my life than I went to in 2018. Which was last year. I think, so the first one that I went to was a week before your sister's or two weeks before your sister's. Yes. For my friend Erica. So that was the first one. You didn't go to that one, but you know, she heard... All my stories. And the day before, because you had to come over and borrow, like, shoes because you were, like, trying to find gold shoes at the last minute. Oh, yeah, I needed gold shoes, and my shoes were, like, tan, but not gold Gold, or something. Which makes sense, you know. You gotta match with the rest of the bridesmaids, so I didn't want to, like, look like a fool. And I think you might have slipped over. You probably did, because she got married over here. So, she was involved in other ways. And then two weeks later was her sister's wedding, which she was very involved in because she was a bridesmaid. And I attended said wedding. So that was number two-ish. But that wedding, since it was my sister and I was a maid of honor, it was a whole year in advance. Yes. To get to that Well, she was engaged for quite some time. A year and a half, I want to say. And I will say, and I hope Rebecca is listening right now, that her wedding was probably one of the more fun. Definitely. Less stressful in our lives wedding to attend day of was less stressful and day i think it was one of the more fun weddings that i've been to i mean you were probably more stressed as the maid of honor in a good way i think like leading up and all the activities that i had to do and like wait when was your cousin's wedding my cousin's wedding was in november of 2017 so like okay so maybe call that 2018 but it's basically that that one i took a red eye on a friday and then a red eye on a sunday to come back yeah, you were basically there for, like, 24 hours. And it was flying to the East Coast, so it was a five-hour flight. So let's say that that kicked off the 2018 season. Yeah. So November 2017, and then the second-ish one was Erica's. Yeah. And then the third-ish one was Rebecca's. Yeah. And then... My aunt. Was October. Yes. Now we're done with weddings. But that was a lot. That's a lot for a year. And there's I, also a lot of weddings in between there that I was not going to, that I would... But you were invited. That I was invited to. And I still have people that I know that have been to zero weddings in their life. So three slash four in one year. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah, my 2019 resolution is to be more picky with weddings that I go to. Okay, what's number three? Number three 
Oh, this is a good one. One time, my sister made me go to a festival in... Where is that? Almost Riverside? Like, no, it's past Riverside. It's like in the middle of nowhere. It's at Glen Helen Amphitheater. Past Riverside, really? Yeah. Without traffic in the rain, it took me like an hour and a half to get there. So my (laughs) sister made me go to this... Well, she didn't make me go. I wanted to go because uh, Post Malone and Big Sean were there. Post Malone was there? I did see Post Malone there. You did? I have seen Post Malone. I made it through Post this Malone. News to I me. did not make it through Big Sean. Katie has a crush on Post Malone. Biggest crush on Post side Malone. Side note, okay. Uh, and also, side note, if you don't know us, we don't really frequent festivals no, often. Like, I don't go that often. No offense to the people that do or anything, but it's just not our scene. Yeah, it so, doesn't involve a couch, so I don't often go. <laughs> so Katie was at this festival. And it was the one day in California that it started to hail. Yeah, it wasn't was, just raining it was hailing it, it was, was really so cold. cold and i was so cold and i wasn't dressed for cold i was dressed for a music festival like i had like Heel, heels i didn't have heels on i think i had like sneakers on but i had like jeans with holes in them and like oh. i had that like onesie on and i was freezing i was like turning purple and i could not take it anymore but my sister wanted to stay with her friends so katie really saved the day and came and picked me up an hour and a half away yeah late kind of late notice like i think i was just watching like friends or something yeah, and you're no like idea. i'm over this and i was like here i come <laughs> and she rewarded me with a sushi dinner so exactly. it was really a win-win situation yes so that was number three three number four we had we've previously been on airwaves before although this is streaming but we were doing chapman radio right so that's number four. That's where our roots come from, which we yeah. talked about in our teaser briefly. Or we'll, maybe we'll have an episode where we talk, talk about, about it, it one but, day. But we did Chapman Radio. Our uh, show was Katie Culture with a K. And it was hipster music and pop culture. Pop culture. And I think we did three semesters, right? We did three semesters and then we did one two hour episode. And we won show of the semester our last year. year like days before graduating it was amazing so you guys can just google it it's really popular so it'll come up we were the most listened to radio show which is what got us the award yeah so it's so. great <laughs> number five is student film acting katie was a screenwriting major in college so she did a lot of student films and featured in a lot of those films were yours truly she was are those still on like vimeo or- it's probably still on my vimeo not password protected so if <laughs> one wanted to you could watch you it you could see katie in <laughs> on the big screen <laughs> i guess on your computer screen and then also i was in a movie for katie called kiss on candy cane lane which will come out in 2019 christmas, christmas christmas 2019 hallmark movie hallmark or one of those that was the bigger project that the, you were on, I was on because yeah. it's actually going to be on tv i'm sure we'll talk more about that closer to when it comes out um she got on imdb for that one exactly so you can look me up there we are both on imdb i didn't even make my own imdb that's a life accomplishment for me i know who made it for you (laughs) but i'm not gonna say and then our sixth moment is all of my family events katie literally attends every (laughs) single one i think i'm an honorary kendrick yeah so she always comes to all my family events so that's a big part of it our number seven friendship moment is Katie used to work at the Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf. This was right when we met. Katie used to work at the Coffee Bean right by my house, so I would go hang out there all the time. She was in the thickets of Coffee Bean drama, too. Yeah, and obviously, 
Um, I was a college student, so free coffee was always my jam. That's kind of what made us want to review coffee. Review coffee because I have worked at pretty much every coffee shop you can name. Yeah, and I go visit said coffee shops because I'm coffee. still cheap. So coffee bean moments, okay. All coffee bean moments. And then number eight what is our shopping trips. We have a big obsession with TJ Maxx and Nordstrom Rack and finding deals. Mm-hmm. And I feel like every time we go, we just spend hours there and we buy like we two like, things. Yeah, we put so many things in our tiny little cart. <laughs> like 50 things. And then we end up with two things, which I think is good. That's great self-control. Exactly. At least we're not buying things that we're not actually going to use. Side note, yesterday we went to Target. And I did not buy anything. I was impressed because, like, what human walks into Target and doesn't leave buy with something? anything. I didn't buy anything. So, number nine in our friendship moments is the holiday parties at my work. Uh, we've been to two of them now, and I take Katie to all of them. And I always have a blast. Yes, I'm she's... I'm somewhat of a celebrity at Katie's work. Exactly. And whenever she comes for lunch, they always get very excited to see her. They wave from afar. <laughs> they, they jump up and down. They come join us at our table, and they're just very excited. And they're probably a big part of our fan base. Exactly. I would say. So, that's number nine on our friendship because also, we always love going there. We don't always get to dress up and get free alcohol. So yeah. it's really a fun time. Well, I mean, with uh, wedding season 2017, 2018, we really did get to dress up and some had free alcohol, but the holiday parties are just a classy event. Classier and you don't really need to be as reserved because you don't like have family, family there. Yeah. yeah. And I will say everyone that I work with, they're all really like happy drunks. They're not, there's no drama at these parties. Everyone's just so happy to be around each other. And it's the holidays. Exactly. They're in a good giving season. There's, at least I don't think there's any drama at these parties. I don't know, but... If there is, it's not. It doesn't ruin your vibe. Anyway, so number 10 is our LA visits. Katie and I frequent LA. She used to live in LA, so I would go up and visit her in LA. And then there was one day recently where we overbooked ourselves. We've done that before, too. Yeah, and we drove up to LA at like 10 a.m. to go to the Broad. Yeah, and if you don't know, they have like that exhibit with all the lights that's really famous yeah. that they've extended, and you have to book tickets even though they're free like two months in advance. Yeah. So I had gotten tickets for that Saturday, and we didn't want to miss it since yeah. we waited. So we did that. We, we also come. made someone's day that day because we had two extra tickets. And it ended up being his birthday, and he kind of looked like Post Malone. He did look like Post Malone. And his girlfriend was adorable. Yeah, they were a great couple. We did so many things. And then we had to go see Katie's grandparents, and then I think there was something else in the evening, but I don't remember. It was the entire day. Yeah. But I know so. that it included L.A. There's also one big memory in my brain of when I lived in L.A. and mm-hmm. you visited me, and I think we went to breakfast. And it was, like, very close to Skid Row. Oh, yeah. And it was slightly scary, and there was also a Phil's there, so it was, like, fun but scary. And yeah. And it's also, like, when you had and to... And the Muppets were filming that day. The Muppets. And it we was, like, the most the recent Muppets movie with, like, Melissa McCarthy. And yeah. they had the blue whatever. The Muppets scare me, so I don't really know. And then we care. stopped because they were filming, and there was some guy, some security guy, who also had an Alt J tattoo. Oh yeah! And you like freaked out. Yeah, because that's how we knew it was the moment. Oh yeah, and he told us, and I was since I've been on set, it didn't actually seem like he really knew what he was talking about. But yes, he had a whole Alt J tattoo like me, so he gave me some intel. Yeah. But that, that memory of L.A. has been ingrained in my mind, mostly for the scary scale yeah. part. 
Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> so that was our first top ten of top our 10 friendship. Best friendmanship moments. So the first coffee shop that we're reviewing for a podcast is called Phil's Coffee with a Z. This could also be a friendship moment though, because you used to work at Phil's and I did drive down to see you at Glendale multiple times. Glendale Phil's. Plus, we've bonded over it sufficiently. Yeah, because it's so good. I remember before I worked there, the name kind of caught me off guard, and I thought it was just, like, a Joe Schmo coffee shop that wouldn't last in Huntington, you mm-hmm. know, like, one of the dinky ones. Yeah. And it's really grown. It's got that small coffee shop vibe, but it's kind of grown. They have... When I worked there, there was 40 locations, and mm-hmm. I think the last time we checked, there was 52. Yeah. And they have plans for 2019, and I still have friends there... That give me the intel of yeah. where they're going to expand. Pros of Phil's, like Katie said, small coffee shop vibe. Um, it's a good place to sometimes hang out, but we'll get to that. Another pro of Phil's, in my personal opinion, is the price. I don't think it's horrible. I think it's a good price for the quality. Yeah, I think it's a good price for the quality, but a con would be the quantity that you're getting. Yes, there's only a 12 ounce and a 16 ounce. Yeah. A little known Phil's secret is if you bring in your own cup up to 24 ounces, you pay for a small. Yeah. So it's kind of like you're getting two smalls for the price of one. And I'm a big coffee fiend, so I need more than 16 ounces of coffee. If we don't bring our cup, we always get a large. We never get a small. It's too small. I don't need just a sip. I need a gulp. And we think the large is like... Small. The days that we get Phil's at night. Yeah. Like... Oh, I need to sleep tonight, so I'm going to get a large. (laughs) That's a really weird sentence. Also, Katie mentioned one of the pros is taste. I think it's one of the best tasting cups of coffee. Good quality. it's also very simple. It's not, like, too sugary, where, like, sometimes when you drink some of the Starbucks drinks, you're like, wow, I just drank sugar water milk. I think it has, like, the right amount of sweet, creamy, and coffee to it. Well, they do, they only do pour overs. Mm -hmm. They don't have espresso. And they use brown sugar instead of... Table sugar. And they use heavy whipping cream instead of half and half. I feel like it's just like a new thing that not everyone is used to. And yeah. it, it has a different taste. I think the brown sugar and the cream brings out the coffee more. It doesn't mm-hmm. like suffocate it with a half and half kind of situation. Yeah. And they don't put too much milk. It's not a latte. Like it's yeah. only pour over coffees. They, they don't do lattes. Yeah. Which is nice. That's a good thing. And then a pro but also a con is some of their food items. We're big fans of the food at Phil's but recently have been noticing a small decline in it. Because when I went during the week, I got something with avocado on it, and you could definitely taste that it wasn't fresh avocado. Yeah, it's been declining. I'm sorry, Phil. It really has. I think the food is good. Like, the avocado toast is good, and the Lebna toast is really good, and, like, the vegan donuts are really good. Yeah, most of their things, I feel like they try to be healthy. Like, even the donuts are vegan, and that was kind of the first time we were exposed to vegan donuts. Yeah, I never had a vegan donut before. They're pretty good. I think they, they use sugar to make up for the fact that they're vegan, but it's not grossly sugar like i would choose a phil's vegan donut over like any other donut shop donut for sure the lebna toast is what katie usually gets and i feel like most people don't know what lebna is and they also don't choose lebna toast often Mm -hmm. which caused phil's to get rid of it briefly yeah that was the saddest day of my life yes because it's amazing if you haven't had lebna in general i would suggest trying lebna yeah we were told to tell people that it was a taste of like yogurt and cream cheese, mm-hmm. which is pretty accurate. It, yeah. It's a spread 
for sure, but it's like still substantial. Yeah. You know? And then they put zatar seasoning, which is like kind a, of like everything bagel seasoning, but like yeah, saltier, saltier everything bagel seasoning. Like they have at Trader Joe's, so they yeah. do the zatar with lebna, and it's amazing. Yeah, life changing. A pro would be the food, but can be a con if Phil keeps cutting corners with the non fresh avocado. And being from California, we can tell you when an avocado is fresh and when an avocado is not fresh. And that's definitely something that a company would cut corners with because it's so expensive. Avocados are fresh. very expensive. But also, that's isn't that why they charge $2? Yeah. Like, the reason Chipotle charges $2 is because they're expensive. Avocados aren't cheap. So if you're cutting corners on avocado and we're still paying $2, then you're making way more money. Exactly. That's not. So, that's just not fair. Give me the fresh avocado. And we can taste it. <laughs> Another con would be space. Yeah. The space it fills never makes too much sense. It's always like picnic tables and couches. Couches. And so unless you're there with your study date of seven or you want to like take a nap. Yeah. There's not really many places to sit and people are always hogging the entire table. Yeah. Um, there's one fills with like a round table that has like six or seven spots, but like you can't really share that with a stranger. And it's awkward when they do the big picnic table styles if you sit with someone you don't know. Like you're sitting right next to them, even though you two might be studying. If you're it's like still sitting, awkward. if I'm sitting across from Katie and then like another couple is sitting across from each other, but we're like sharing the table. It's weird. And some fills don't have outdoor seating, so you're restrained to whatever is available inside. Sometimes it's just a bench. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the benches are taken, so you're standing. Yeah. And then there's a fills that is really extremely tiny, and I don't exactly know what they were thinking. Because there's never room, and thankfully it's, like, at an outdoor mall, so you can kind of walk around, but never any room at that fills. So the space doesn't always make sense. Also, one thing that isn't a good thing about Phil's is they I know they do go for the sit down hangout vibe but it is good coffee like if I had the option of going to Phil's in the morning instead of Starbucks I would but Phil's takes forever to yeah. make your drink and gonna to be get there, through the line you're gonna be there at least 20 minutes yeah so it's not like a like, even though they're expanding it can't replace like the convenience of the Starbucks yeah and they have a um an app now where you can order, order ahead online. but you can't bring your own cup and I don't think you can order food either so it's just the drinks and you're kind of restrained to assuming the person will get it right yeah and it's kind of a complicated process and then when I tell people sweet and creamy I like it a different sweet and creamy than just saying oh I like it sweet and creamy I always use my face to say, like, I like it, like, sweet and creamy. So you can't send a video. I can't send my facial expressions to them. Yeah, so the app is, like, a last resort. Yeah. So space, time, service is not always top tier. No. In fact, I would say it 50-50. It's a 50-50 chance you'll get good service, and it's a 50-50 chance that you will actually like the person who is making your drink. Not that it matters. Not that, like, you're telling each other your life story, but, like, some of the fills, some of the people at some of the fills, I just, they can be so rude, and it's like, dude, I'm paying you the five dollars. Even, like, hard to talk to, and I feel like they were told to try to engage with the customer. They don't want it to just be, like, assembly line kind of situation. Yeah. But sometimes it's, like, robotic or they're not actually into it, so it's awkward. Yeah. And thankfully for us, since I used to work there, I still have friends there, and that's when the fills time is the best. Mm-hmm. And so if they would just kind of treat every customer like a friend. Instead of, like, forcing it out of them. Yeah. It, and it seemed less, like, The fills process 
The Phil's process of making the coffee is so complicated that, like, the baristas seem to get annoyed of explaining it to the newbies. So, if you ever have a question, or if you know what you're doing, they Mm -hmm. are a little bit rude about the process, I would say. I love when you tell them to put something in the filter and they're like, They're like, what? (laughs) Does not compute. I don't understand. So, I think those are the main pros and cons of Phil's, but I think all around Phil's is a really good cup of coffee. How many stars would you give it? I will give Phil's four and a half stars. What are you taking the half off for? I'm not ready to give out five. Saving that five star rating for a special cup of coffee that we've yet to have. Yeah, I mean, I have had some cups of coffee abroad that I think were very good, but that's not something I can review on this podcast. That's kind of hard to beat, too, I can't, since like, we put you on a plane. <laughs> Sorry, podcast. Maybe if we get hella big, <laughs> yeah, we can go like, review the Italian... I- gelato coffee yeah. shop whatever or guatemalan coffee like guatemalan i can't coffee is amazing well yeah because it brought you some back but i can't put you on a plane and get you there right right so. it can't be fresh i have to make it myself from exactly. the beans so what would you give phil's probably a four i would say the cons kind of outweigh some of the pros so it is a great cup of coffee and it's unlike anything like once you go phil's it's really hard to go anywhere else mm-hmm but they do need to work on some things, especially if they have plans on expanding. But I think everyone should have a cup of fills. Yeah. If, if you have worth... the option, you should go try it. I think it's definitely worth it. And they keep it right under $5, which is very smart. I'm sure it'll eventually get to $5, but everyone should try it before they do that. Yeah, so. 4.25 average. So I'm going to mention some of my pop culture favorites from the week and then expand on one that I think has really just grabbed my attention all week. I think that there are so many pop culture stories every single day Yeah, that it would be an entire podcast and a half on its own to, to just do it. talk about pop culture. So yeah. we'll name our honorable mentions and then we'll pick our favorite of the week to expand on. So the first honorable mention was the 500,000 times Kevin Hart had to tell us that he's not hosting the Oscars. Wait, Katie, um, is Kevin Hart hosting the Oscars this year? No, and every talk show is going to ask him for like the next millennium. But they were talking about how there might not be a host. That's just insane. They did it one time before. I'm not like a historian of the Oscars, but I'm pretty sure it's slightly Oscar history to have nominations and no host. That's crazy. And then uh, February 24th is the Oscars. Oscars. Yeah. So, coming up. Um, I think it's safe to say Kevin Hart is not going to change his mind. Darn. Our number two honorable mention is Kendall Jenner's raw announcement that she had pimples once. She is so brave. Like She is the most brave for mm-hmm. coming out and saying what that. What day was that? Sunday? Sunday. My life was changed forever. Really? With yes. a proactive commercial? I never used proactive but I remember how prominent those commercials were, and I don't think I ever cared who the spokesperson was. Yeah. I was just happy that it was out in a thing that would help people. Yeah. But side note, I used to have very bad acne, and I did try Proactive, and at the time, Jessica Simpson was the oh, spokesperson. Oh, wait, I think I remember that, actually. Yeah. Proactive did not work for me. I actually so. did. I had a few people that would tell me that. So sad that that was her most raw story. Was I thought that I would one at least... time she had a pimple. And I'm sorry, like, she has enough money to help herself with Laser her, the pimple with off her pimples. she wants. So that was another honorable mention. I'm sure everyone's heard about it. You, so you can dumb. tell our sarcasm is strong with that one. <laughs> and then our third honorable mention is Katie's favorite. Dave Kroll got, like, completely wasted 
at a concert in Vegas and it's like stumbling full, all over the place. In case you missed it, the full story was he was doing a guitar solo. He pointed at someone's Bud Light, like in a the disgusting beer in the audience, and like a hand stretches out and gives it to him and he stops playing to put it on a speaker mm-hmm. and then tries to play the guitar solo as he's drinking the beer that on a speaker that is taller than him and accidentally tips it over i'm sure ruins the speaker says oh fudge and (laughs) stops playing again to chug the beer and like throw it at the ground and then he gets all into it he's like semi-drunk tries to get back on stage and falls he stumbles greatly like he tries really hard to get on that stage and then falls completely and side note if you watch the video he falls the beer falls again onto the speaker so that speaker's dead the speaker's gone multiple hundred dollars down the drain i one don't think dave grohl is rubbing any pennies together and two i think that dave grohl is living his best life i'm happy for him i'm sad for the speaker and i'm a little bit sad because i kind of thought like he's grungy and whatever but you should have a little bit more class when you have thoughts about like kurt cobain and like nirvana grunge in the 90s like you don't think sober thoughts no but he's a performer that's been performing since we were infants and he doesn't understand how Alcohol that works. works. <laughs> Bud Light. Plus, if you've ever been to a concert, a Bud Light alone is going to be $10 at least. Yeah. And this fool not only has money, to but also has row. probably unlimited beers in the back. And he steals a fan's beer and then ruins a speaker? Yeah. And then falls. So. $10 can of Bud Light. So that's enough on that story. <laughs> The top pop culture story for, I think, myself and Katie was the 90-day fiancé fiasco. That's hard to say. Not only fiasco, but aftermath. Aftermath of the fiasco and the personal effect this fiasco has had on our lives. It changed our lives. lives forever. We can never go back. Why don't, why don't you say the story? Oh, sure. So, I think they're on the current season of 90 Day Fiance, Colton and Larissa, and she claimed that he had scratched her face and abdomen in a domestic dispute. And sprayed shaving cream on her. Horrible offense. Also, how do you just have shaving cream next to you where you're like, <laughs> anyway. You've never done that? <laughs> no. <laughs> you try it. So, cops were called. They both got arrested. And then they looked at Colt's fingernails and they were like, hey, this guy bites his fingernails off. He's a biter. He's a biter. He could not have scratched Larissa. You should see the scratch on her face too. I guess it must be self-inflicted since he doesn't do that. Yeah. But like, it's crazy. It's deep and looks horrible. Maybe she has the fake nails. Probably, but she did that to herself? Like, she did it to herself. Crazy. She needs money. And said it was him. So he bites his fingernails and the cops are like, that's impossible. He couldn't have done that to you. So he's in the clear. And so he gets let off and she gets arrested for domestic battery. I look into this and she's been arrested for domestic battery three times. Oh my. The first time she was arrested for domestic battery was days after they got married. Wow. Domestic yeah. battery with him. Yeah, three, three times. Different. And she's the one that's from Brazil. Yes. Right, okay. Backstory, they met in Mexico, supposedly, and they were engaged five days after, and they got married in June of 2018. So You I've mean been... <laughs> wedding season 2018? So we've been following this story, and Katie and I have never watched 90 Day Fiance, never in our lives. After this story surfaced, I was like, Katie, can we watch it? Because 
I come to Katie's house for all my cable needs, for I do not have cable, and it's a wonder. It's like an enigma yeah. that I'm not used to. So I was like, hey, Katie, we're on the couch. Let's see if it's available. And you're like, yeah, I don't think we'll like it, but I'm sure it's on, on demand. Yeah. So we searched. It's there. All seasons are there. All seasons are on on demand for you cable havers. <laughs> and we didn't know where to start, obviously. That's like... Season one or so, current season? So she had me pick a number. I think I picked five. Four. Season four, episode seven. So I picked two numbers. Four yeah. and seven. That's where we started. <laughs> Very random. I was under the impression when we dived into this mess that yeah. each episode was a different couple. But... Like, Each season like is 10 like couples. 10 couples. So when we watched episode 7, we did not know any of these people, their <laughs> names, their backstory. It was just up for interpretation and whatever they were describing was happening to them currently. And we went from there. So we watched that today. I think we started watching it. It was after Phil's that we started watching it. It was after Phil's maybe like noon? Yeah. Not too late. But since they have 10 couples and it's 10 couples an episode, it was an Ooh. hour and a half episode. It was like a, a semi- short feature film exactly so we watched at least four hours of 90 day fiance today we watched one we got off our butts and did some things and, and then we, we came, came back, back and watched like three and mind you while we were doing things we just wanted to get back to 90 day fiance we we're like we can't hang out we gotta get back to 90 day <laughs> we gotta get going and then we also were, we had to decide do we watch five episodes that are an hour and a half or just skip to the finale. Skip to the finale. And they're, you know, how those reality shows, yeah. Guilty Pleasures, go where they're like, previously on um, 90 Day. Yeah. And that's all you need. You know, yeah. if you're really in time crunch. So we're all caught up on season four. <laughs> One day. And uh, Katie investigated further and it's actually on Hulu. It's on Hulu. So I can binge watch it. They have season one through five. Yeah. So we have at least four to watch. Exactly. And then whenever I'm in need of cable again we, we can, can watch, watch six and seven seven's the current one with larissa i think so but it just ended i'm pretty okay. sure because you know they're they were married or whatever yeah but it's addicting it's a guilty pleasure it's, it's basically for those of you that don't know it's someone from america someone comes with their significant other and i think they get their k-1 visa and they have 90 days in this country before they need to either get, get married, married or go home or get the hell out so 90 days for these people to actually get to know each other. And the drama that they make up is so good. It's great, but it's also so stupid. Like, we had definite favorite couples and definite, like, we had some couples where we were on our phones because they were boring. Yeah, like they, the old guy. They had, like, their problems were, like... He drank. No, the one that was really boring was, uh, there was oh, one... the ring one. Oh my god, there's so many boring ones. What was your favorite one? My favorite couple was the Dominican, Luis and Molly. Um, we know them by name. Although they get divorced, obviously. We kind of cheated and went Google ahead things. and saw if they were together or not. And then my other one was Asan and... Elizabeth. Because uh, he was always bugging her to go to the gym. He was obsessed. Like, every sentence out of his mouth was, we need to go to the gym. It's like I can't wait to live that. in America so I can work at the gym. <laughs> it was very odd. She was on the chubbier side, but she was a cutie. I thought she was cute. And she was really right because he was mean. He was horrible. He's the worst. And he, like, actually admitted, he's like, yeah, I I'm physically attracted to you, dot, 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 
55 percent and she's like so which is it like that's <laughs> katie i like you 55 percent of the time but i also like you i think those are my favorites those... i'd say yeah so it's an amazing show it's awful I'm sure if my mom knew I was watching that, she would be slightly upset with me, but it's great. Well, I mean, I've been hearing about it, like, more and more often now. Like, it, I don't it know when the first season came out. 2015. Oh, it's really? only four and years old. seven seasons into it? Yeah. Holy isn't crap. that insane? But I never watched, I didn't hear about it until, like, maybe a friend said something about 90 Day Fiance. Well, and, you like, hear about those it. dumb shows in passing, for yeah. sure. And mostly on TLC. And it's a TLC show, so I was like, mm, I'm not watching that. Yeah. And then we watched it. Now, yeah, I will hooked. spend this whole week catching up on 90 Wait, Day Fiance. you have Fiance. to watch with me, though. Well, you can watch on Hulu. Let's watch on Hulu, but we have to, like, watch it together. Six and seven we have to watch on cable. Yeah, but, like, if you watch one, let me know. Okay. <laughs> so we can talk about it. And we can't skip ahead. We're going to actually watch every episode. Start season one, episode You one. heard it here first, kids. But, but um, that'll be our guilty pleasure for, like, no, We'll for be January. done by February, for, oh, sure. for sure. But highly recommend, if you like guilty pleasure shows. 90 Day Fiance. 10 out of 10, go watch it. <laughs> So this week we saw On the Basis of Sex, who will probably be Oscar nominated, honestly. You uh, think so? I don't think it'll win, but it'll be nominated. It's January. It's Oscar bait season right now. But it wasn't nominated for a Globe. It might have been too late for Globes because it was recent. It came out last week. The yeah. Globes were last week, you know. Yeah. Well, I gave it a 71. Katie mm-hmm. gave it a 75. So good, not great. I think Katie put it great when she said, I didn't walk out. But I wouldn't see it again. And it was better than The Post. In her opinion, it was better than The Post. Uh, It's very similar to The Post, for those of you that saw The Post, because they are both historical movies with strong female leads and a strong female historical figure. Yeah. And they were also kind of outlined the same way, like this girl is trying to be in charge these things are happening and the men are taking over exactly so this girl goes above and beyond to get her name out there i mean i think you can talk about the plot because it's history katie researched the heck out of rbg so she is the expert she's my new idol she's your idol I don't know if she's my well, Marty's my idol, but Marty Ginsburg is Katie's <laughs> idol. That is what she's trying to attain now. Not Army Hammer. No, actual Marty. Actual Marty Ginsburg looks and all, but it was a pretty good movie. I think my favorite thing about it was that going into a movie that you already know it's about RBG and mm-hmm. how her struggles to get you know, female rights and everything, gender equality. Mm-hmm. For a movie that's about gender equality in the kind of Me Too movement era, it was really good at not beating the dead horse. Yeah. So there are a lot of dramatic moments mm-hmm. of the retelling that like may or may not have happened or may have happened, but weren't as crazy as the movie said or portrayed. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't annoying. Like it wasn't like men are horrible movie yeah. and it wasn't like feminist power or die movie. Yeah. It was like tasteful gender equality. I will say the one annoying from dramatization it's a hard word that word (laughs) the one annoying dramatization that i think i watched was the mother-daughter relationship well that just didn't make sense like turn away for spoilers now but the daughter's like supposed to be following in her mom's footsteps because the actual daughter did go on to become a lawyer right yeah so half the time she's like you're my idol i love you mom you're amazing 
And if you're not like, doing this for anyone, you should do it for me. And then half the time she's like, I you, hate Mom. you, and I'm gonna skip school to go to really dangerous r- rallies, rallies, even though you told me not to. Yeah. And I'm a horrible 15-year-old. They need to pick a lane. I mean, I get that that's probably what teenagers go through, but it was just too... If she was really smart and liked her mom and wanted to be a lawyer, angst aside, she would want to follow her mom and be a lawyer like she would go with her on cases and read them for fun or whatever the heck lawyers well she was doing that towards the end but i don't think in all reality like her daughter would come to her and say like you need to be a part of this movement mom like blah 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 like i don't think that actually happened i think ruth was already privy to the knowledge of gender inequality that her daughter's not going to give her some insane wisdom to go off speech to actually change her mind yeah her daughter didn't actually do that but by the end she completely ditches the teen angst situation she's like crying she's crying for the first 30 minutes she's crying in the bedroom because her mom is so mean and then towards the end she's crying because her mom's amazing and like there's no actual event that is the character arc to make her change she just changes well maybe if there was like a scene where they both come together because there's like a scene between the daughter and army hammer yeah, there's the scene in the like rain, the though. sweet scene. But that's more of RBG realizing her daughter's not as stupid. Yeah. But like, she's like, no, wow, you're so independent and great. But there's, there's no daughter realizing mom moment. Is it's great. just, like, implied. Right. So those were the two big things. The yeah. glaring issues. And the only reason we gave it a C rating is because it's, like, you know, the story that you already know or that you could go on Wikipedia or read a biography or something. It's not, like original and if you wanted to get the whole point of this movie it wasn't a movie that captivated your attention all the way through you could literally watch maybe like the first 30 minutes and the last like 20 minutes and you got the whole movie i would also say both the post and this movie in my opinion have a lot of talking and so if you're not interested in the issues you're not going to pay attention Mm -hmm. so for example i really like the post because it's like writing and journalism and you know all that history and i was like actually interested in what Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks were talking about. And I fell asleep. And Katie fell asleep. But on this movie, Katie likes lawyer things, and she was probably listening when I zoned out. It's all about your interests, and if you can really stay awake while they talk. Yeah. Honestly. And they use, like, some really big words there, too, that were, I think, a little unnecessary. Well, that's part of the dramatic thing, too. Like, did they really talk like that? Really? Yeah. Well, also, I think the real great character that we learn about in this isn't just Ruth. It's not only Ruth. It's Marty. Marty Ginsburg. Every husband should aspire to be Marty. Every boy should see this movie and just watch Marty. Just literally only pay attention to what Marty is doing for Ruth. In a time when she's literally fighting so that men and women can both stay home and men and women can both work. Yeah. She's fighting for that equality. And Marty, before this is a thing, helps her raise the kids, helps her cook and clean. When she wants to do all these things, he's, like, her number one cheerleader. He's not like, no, you should listen to the men, honey, and And then when I was, like, reading about it, he was, like, the number one campaigning person for her to get onto the Supreme Court. Like, he was, like, raising all this money for her and, like, throwing her name around. And it's, like... True love, really. They're both really prominent lawyers. He's putting her above himself. He's like, no, don't think about me. Think about my wife. There's even a part of the movie when he's about to be the youngest... Partner. Lawyer partner at his, his firm. firm. And he gives up that opportunity to put his name on, on her, her case. Her case, which if it failed, he would probably lose his job. Yeah. 
and he's just doing it because he believes in her wholeheartedly. It's amazing. I literally, Marty is just... RBG is great, but Marty's idol. There's also a part at the end, Felicity Jones as RBG is walking up these giant stairs, you know, that sweet music is playing, and it's kind of like doing those white yeah. ink on black paper lines mm-hmm. of like what happened with the rest of her life and when Marty died and all those things and what her kids are up to. And then when she reaches the top of the stairs, the camera, like, goes over a pillar so you can't see her. And then and when it comes... real RBG. When it comes back to the stairs, it's real RBG and all her old cuteness. She's, she's so, so cute. She's so tiny and little and yeah. I love her. I would say at least go see it once, which is kind of what I said about the post. Exactly. I think it's worth a, it's worth a watch, especially in the current times. It times. came out at a good time, for sure. Obviously, uh, they've made it for that yeah. reason. So I think it came out at a good time. I think it's good to know, like, where all these movements started. If people don't already know, like, different waves of feminism, they should watch this movie. It'll give you a nice See it once. historical... I don't think I'm going to be seeing it again anytime soon. But... No. It's not something you watch, like, ten times. I saw the post more than once. I'm amazed. But definitely go see it once, I think. So average score for me and Katie is about 72.5. Yeah. But Solid. I think... The real fun that we had at this movie was we got there much too early. Because we're old and we don't have anything else to do. We were old. Plus, they only had two showings. It was 7 o'clock and 10 o'clock. And And seven's too hard. 7 was too hard. It was sold out really fast. So, we had to get 10 o'clock. We were ready to eat at, like, 6. So, Mm. anyways, long story short, we got to the theater, like, almost an hour early. So, we were people watching, Mm. eating our popcorn and people watching, you know, pre-show. And this little kid and his dad go up to the theater and they go in and obviously we don't see them but the movie playing in this theater for backstory is a dog's purpose or what's a dog's Dog's way way home home. and so and it's also i think it's already started yeah so they go in they're kind of confused they look at like the title a dog's purpose you know whatever the show time and then they come back out and they find one of the people working there they're like where is a theater 10 and the person's like, it's right behind you. You just came out of it, you know, whatever. And they're like, okay, so when is Captain Marvel playing? <laughs> and she handled it so well. That, yeah. that theater attendant was my hero because she's like, well, it doesn't come out until March. Whereas if I was the theater attendant, I would have been like, you idiot. And then <laughs> lost my job. But she was very calm. It doesn't yeah. come out until March, so they definitely had the pre-sale yeah. tickets, which now that I think of it, you can buy at the counter and they will print it for you, so that's why he had printed tickets. The ticket, yeah. And it was really sad for the son because he's he was little, so little. little boy, and he's... And then we're, like, sitting there, continuing to people watch. He's long gone. Mm-hmm. And then we hear on one of the employees' walkie-talkies, walkie-talkies like, yeah. a manager to the front, like, we have a complaint in a return or something. Yeah, they like, needed a manager, and we theorized that this was, man was, was like, that man. And I'm not I, waiting till March. <laughs> and then I made a total nincompoop out of myself. She wanted to interview the person that handled it really well. Yeah, so this girl was walking by me. She looked very similar she to did. the girl that... She did. Maybe really. they were sisters or something. And I, and I stopped her, and I was trying to make a joke. I was like, hey, do you know um, what time Captain Marvel is playing? And she like, she, like, looked at me really confused, and at that point, I knew she wasn't it, and I was like, oh, never mind. She, life. like, she tried hard, too. These people, like, they are really hard workers, because she, like, whipped out her phone, and she's like, well, let me Google it. <laughs> and we were like, no, we're, it's okay. It's, it's okay. It's okay. It was just, it was an experience, because mm-hmm. that's not every day that you get to the theater early, let alone see this crazy event happen, and this little boy get his heart broken. Yeah, and we ate, like, two pounds of popcorn. <laughs> Pre-movie. 
<laughs> we got two buckets, basically. It's a good time. Yeah. Who go, knows what we'll see next weekend. And go see the movie. Yeah. At least once in go your see life. It. You need it. And if you need to wait for it to come out on DVD, demand, We're okay Netflix, with it. whatever. Whatever it is, we're Do okay that. with it. So that concludes our first episode and our thoughts on all the events happening this week. Our thoughts on Phil's the week. Uh, 90 Day Fiance. Yes. Um, pop culture. Our friendship. <laughs> the basis of sex. So hope you enjoyed it. We have a website that is up. Bitchbetterhavemycoffee.com. We have an episodes tab so you can always listen there. You can get your fill. We have a contact tab, so you can let us know your thoughts or if you have any ideas that you yeah. want to give us. Or if you want to come to the movies with us. That'd be great. And currently we're on SoundCloud. Pretty soon we're going to be on... Spotify. An Apple Music Podcast. Yeah. Right? So our SoundCloud name is also Bitch Better Have My Coffee. Yes. And we're going to try to release episodes every Tuesday. Yes. So we'll see you next Tuesday. Tuesday.